I come to bring you in the reality of the indwelling and lived spirit, which is the spirit of God, the spirit of the Lord. Holy Spirit. You may be seated. Holy Spirit. This is the series of teaching on Holy Spirit that talks about the supply of the Spirit of Christ. The supply of the Spirit of Christ. I won't be before you long. I'm going to seek and I do 20 minutes like I did yesterday. Supply of the Spirit of Christ. What does it really mean to have a supply of the Spirit of Christ, a supply of Holy Spirit. See, this is what's going on, that we don't have an adequate supply of the Spirit of Christ. This is why our life is up and down, it's not constant with God, because we don't have an adequate supply of the Spirit of Christ. This is why today I'm feeling like I'm, I love everybody, I'm hugging, then tomorrow I don't feel the same because there's not a constant flow of a supply of the Spirit of Christ. There has to be a constant flow of his Spirit. Let's turn to Ephesians 4.16, which is a foundation scripture. Ephesians 4.16. He makes the whole body fit together perfectly. As each part does its own special work, it helps the other parts grow so that the whole body is healthy and growing and full of love. See, what's happening with your natural body, at some point it really stopped growing. Start shrinking. Your good cells start to die. They die in your brain. This is why people lose memory. Your cells in your brain are dying. But the in live Holy Spirit causes you still yet to live through the power of Holy Spirit. And when there's not a constant flow, when the body is dying because of what we're feeding ourselves, because of the fallen state, just the, the air that we breathe is unhealthy. There's a lot, of, a lot of toxic elements in the air. It's in our food. Just about cannot avoid it because we're living in a fallen state, the earth itself. It's filled with a lot of toxins. So we're clogging our arteries, not so much about what we eat now, it's stress. I did a little study on the arteries being clogged. And we've been told in research and butter and things and high in cholesterol, eggs, butter, bread, these things, right? Pizza. These things clogs the artery. But it's in the fallen DNA. Stress. Because it causes the good cholesterol no longer to be good because the bad cholesterol start to build up so much that what we have to fight against it, as it's fighting against what's bad, it's actually destroying the good part. And this brings up the real clunking of your artery, stress. Blood can't get through. And then what really causes the heart attack is that the clog, it actually 
permeates or penetrates through the vein of the artery. And then there's a clogging and there's a clot. And this is what causes a heart attack. See, we, as much as you, and we should eat well. But if I eat well, I'm reading the word, I'm eating well. But then a problem come, and then I stress, that eating well didn't help me. Because I'm stressing, and the stress is causing cholesterol buildup in my arteries. Stress does. So my unbelief now start to block, create a blockage to my receiving and saying and believing that the word is true. Cause now my heart to fail when I, I'm in a trial or a situation. I'm, I'm being tested. Now my heart starts to fail me. I don't believe. See, we're reading the word, we're worshiping, we're praying, but when it comes time now to exercise, to implement what we've learned, we stress. Stress equals unbelief. You don't believe. So now because my check seems to be gone, no contracts coming in, things financial, my health. You name it, emotional, these, all these dark things in my mind. Things are not balanced. Things just don't look well or going well in my life. So now I stress. Instead of believing that all God's promises are yes and amen. Clogging my own arteries. Pastor causing my heart to fail and not want to receive and making it impossible now to receive the word of God because it can't get through the main arteries to reach my heart and becomes hardened. And also, when we take in so many things of the world, my heart becomes enlarged. Now I have an enlarged heart. No more room to expand to receive the word because it's full to capacity. It's been overworked by things of the world. What pleases me and my flesh. So I have no room now for what's spiritual. He says, from whom the whole body fitly joined together. And compacted by that which every joint supplieth, according to the effectual working in the measure of every part, maketh increase of the body into the edifying itself in love. This is the NLT. From whom the whole body is fit jointly together. This is about the body of Christ, the church. If you're not fit jointly together, you're disjointed, you're separated. You can't, there, your body is not, so if there's an imbalance in your body, that means that there's a sickness. And when you're joined together, it means that it's, it's like a building, something that's compacted, it's, it's almost welted together, it's, it's one. And because of the oneness with the body, you're able to now be supplied by Holy Spirit. The body of Christ, if we are disjointed, divided, you are hindering me and I'm hindering you from your supply of Holy Spirit. See, this is why correction is so important, Imani, is that if I see you walking wayward, when I have to say something because you're cutting off of our supply. You're cutting off of the supply of my growth and yours. We can't grow because we are disjointed. And when you see a person where 
they're disjointed, that part of the body stops growing. He said, when you are connected as one, you then are, the body's being edified in itself in love. And you can't believe without love. So when you are unified, living a righteous life, this is why it's so important about the gathering, is that you are available for growth. So when you're walking wayward, you you cause yourself to be in a place of being stagnated. You're reading the word, hearing the word, but you can't live the word because I'm not... I'm not connected to the other part of the body because of my waywardness, because of me going my own way, because of me thinking worldly, because of me speaking the word of God, not living the word of God. I'm stopping your growth. See, you can understand the importance of the body of Christ and that how you should be knitly jointed together. So if the atmosphere, sometimes we say something's wrong with that atmosphere. No, it's mean it's the heart. Someone is, there's a clog in one of the arteries. See, this is why the heart, see, you're not connected with the person. The heart is not beating the same. Irregular heartbeat, you feel an irregular heartbeat. Beating too fast or skipping a beat. Not in harmony. It means that you're not in harmony. A more technical term for the actual being compact, it means to be bonded together. It means that you're, you're jointed together as brought into close contact and are walking who we are. Their entire body being supplied and held together by the joints and ligaments. This see now, so if you're the ligaments and the muscles and the bones, they all have to be together for you to function. And so it's so important that you continue to grow. If you stop growing, I stop growing. Because it's a, we are the body. And what we are supplied with, we are supplied with grace, ability. We are empowered. See, this is what's happening is that you're not empowered and you don't receive the nurturement, the nourishment that you need because you're not being supplied of the Holy Spirit. So you're still reading the word, but you get no nurturement for growth for development. Been going church all, you wonder why people been going church for 14, 15 years and you are still the same? Because your growth has been stunted. Because you've been walking wayward. You know why someone can say that I'm a Christian and still do the things of the world and raise up hands and say hallelujah and glory to God? Because they are wayward in their own thinking. And because of their supply been cut off, they don't even know it's been cut off. So they're still calling on a God that can't hear, can't hear them. Unclean hands. Still, if we're still living like the world, and the scripture that was read, he said, he said, you really become an enemy of mine. See, but this is not a reality. That when you do what you want to do and you live like the world, that you're not an enemy of God. He said, you put yourself on the opposing end. Life is never going to change. God is the head and he is the head that sustained the whole body. This is where all the supply is flowing from. So if you cut off yourself from your, the connection of the head, which is Christ, and in, in, in our experience, in our walk, Holy Spirit, the person Holy Spirit is your 
supply. I've given you the ability. And what I love about Holy Spirit is that he does this. He said, you have no excuse now to sin. Do you know why? Do you know? I want to know, do you know why? Can anybody tell me why? Why you have no excuse now to sin. Guys, you can do all truth. And Holy Spirit does exactly right. He, but Holy Spirit does this most of all. When he lead and guide you to all truth, see, when you obey it, it's what kills sin. Oh, see, that messed me up. That just, I'm, on, I'm saying when, see, what happens is that you don't, you obey your flesh. So this is why it's so hard to refuse to sin. See, when you obey the function, that Holy Spirit, what he does, see, it's not you. Only thing you have to do is say no to your flesh. And when you say no to your flesh, Dina, Holy Spirit kills the sin. He put, the, he put sin to death. Because <laughs> he said no good thing dwells in your flesh. Exactly, Pastor. He and makes these it real. are the works of the flesh. And he tells you all the things so. And, and Pastor, I, when, see, we know the working of the flesh, but it's our response to the flesh. That's right. You, you know how your flesh works and tell you what to do? It speaks it's, loudly. It's always telling you what to do. Oh, don't come to church. Do something different. Make an excuse. I'm just telling you, that's what it do. And the thing about it is that I, what I really love is that the revelation of what Holy Spirit does for us, he actually kills that sin. That's good. When you say no. And keep telling them no. Mm. Keep telling them no, B. You have to be a woman of God. This has to be sanctified by God. Uh, <laughs> see, and this won't be a fight with your flesh because now I've told the flesh no. And I'm no longer fighting with my flesh. See, we keep thinking that oh, it's a fight, it's hard, it's hard. Y'all don't know, I can't do this, this is hard, I'm overwhelmed, I can't know. Tell the flesh, no, I have a sound mind. See, we don't, we're not aware of the responsibility to Holy Spirit and the Holy Spirit responsibility to us. I love it. Truth is, no doubt, the basis of unity, but love is the vital power. Love is. And see, we just discount love. And when I was hearing and seeing Diane teach, I saw the part of love, and that part of love identified itself. See, you should be able to see and know because you have Holy Spirit. See, I, I need to see beyond the words to teach. I need to see Holy Spirit. Amen. And I saw Holy Spirit and the part of the nurturing mother. Oh, that blew my mind. See, when you can, when you allow Holy Spirit to do his job, see, you begin to see and know. See and know. That's his job. Let's go to Philippians, uh, the supporting scripture, 119. For I know that this shall turn to my salvation through your prayer and the supply of the spirit of mm. Jesus Christ. <laughs> I love this man. <laughs> this man, I, I love him. I, I love Mr. L. You, Y'all know why I love this man. <laughs> he love he is so in love with God. I I just stand it sometimes. I just look at you. I look at this man of God. I, this man, he loves God so much. Man, it's it's something else to say, you know. How would you actually describe this person? He loved the Lord. He just loved the Lord. I, I don't have nothing else for you. He loved the Lord. <laughs> <laughs> it says it says volumes about volumes about who you are as a man and your 
your passion, your relationship with them. May the anointing increase and increase upon Amen. your life because he is all on you. Yeah, I, I, I love it. I love it. Read that again for me, Minister. <laughs> That's for I know, I know that this shall turn to my salvation through your prayer and the supply of the spirit of Jesus Christ. Mm -mm. <laughs> Have anyone read that before? <laughs> Have anybody read that before? <laughs> I, I have not read. I, I, keep, I keep saying I haven't read some of these scriptures. And I'm like, Lord, but I thought I did. <laughs> and I'm like, this is, this is a difficult one here. What, what are you saying? For I know that this shall turn to my salvation through your prayer and the supply of the Spirit of Christ Jesus. And Paul, Apostle Paul here is talking because he's in prison. He's in prison. And no one really, it's not the prison that we have in these times. The prison back then, they were wet, they were cold. Dungeons. Dungeons, they were not livable for human beings. A lot of times when they're in prison, they they had them stretched by these chains from their, their arms and their legs. Mm -hmm. So you weren't just sitting on a bed or, you know, a cot or anything. You were literally on stone. It was wet. And he's in prison. But he's in prison because of the gospel. He's not in prison because of anything of his own personal. But yet it is personal. He's in prison, Pastor, because of the gospel's sake. See, when you were talking about love, do you love God? How much do you want to please God? He wanted to please God so much that he really gave up his life and what he wanted to do. Are you willing to give up your life? Mm. Mm. Are you willing to give up your life? What makes you happy? Are you willing to give up your life? Because if you're not willing to give up your life, he said, you're none of mine. Are you willing to give up your life? What pleases you? What you reveal as important. That's good. What's really significant to you? Are you willing to give that up? I mean, really think about it, because if not, you don't really have a relationship with God. Think about it, for real. If you are not willing to give up what you, what brings you pleasure, whether it be for your kids, right, for your spouse, for you, are we willing to give up any of that? Are we willing to? I don't hear a yes or no. Or well, maybe mine so. Is, mine is I have. Do a yes, no, or maybe so. It's three. Just do it, in your, do, do it in your heart. Go ahead. Because yeah, I don't want nobody to lie. There you go. Because to, to say yes, it means that I need to evaluate everything, first of all, that I I love. See, you can't even answer it yet. Say, so, so, so give me a moment. I get back. I get back to you, God. Not back to, not to teach a male, but I'll get back to you, God, because I need to evaluate all that I believe is important to me and most pleasing to me. Am I willing to give that up? Because love, God's love for him says that I'm going to do what pleases him. That's what it does. Are we doing what pleases God? He, he said, you're going to have to love what I love and hate what I hate. You, you're going to have to love sacrifice. You're going to have to love giving me my time. He said, you're going to have to love that. He said, you're going to have to hate the desires of your flesh. What brings you comfort? He said, if it don't cost you anything, 
Don't give it to me. Isn't that worth it? Well, when you lay down your life and become a Christian, that is the thing. It's your life. It's the primary thing that you have to lay down. Because in that life is all the things that you desire, that you desire, that don't match up to his desires. Like Like I gave you the first thing, the olive. Once you lay down that and your will lines up to his will, then you have a teed olive. But that would be the simple equation. That would be the simple one. If you were part of the equation. Exactly. But it's not because you asked, you posed the question. So. And if we don't, it's like, what is this all about? I mean, you could save a lot of gas, stay home, keep your money. You can sleep. For those that give. You can sleep. You can, you know, stay in, the, stay in the bed those hours. You can just do what you want to do, right? And most of the time we do that, too, but I'm just saying. You know, time, if, is our, time is the big commodity that yeah, we t- don't give Time them. is. That's it. Time is the big commodity. You don't want to give it to them. Yet we're here again. Yes, we're here again. I'm going to let you in on something. Until you've done anything near what Paul has done. Go ahead. You have not laid down your life. Mm. He's in jail. And he says, for I know. He says, I'm assured. He says, I know for a fact that my imprisonment, mm-hmm. this trial, what I'm going through, it shall pass. Yeah. He, see, see, we don't say that. What I'm going through, you're, I know for sure. I'm assured. Because I know he said in his word that all things work together for those who love the Lord. See, he was assured of the word of God. The word of God kept coming up in him while he was going through. He said, so I know for sure because his word says all things work together for my good. He said, there's going to be a good outcome. He said, oh, this is going to turn. This shall turn. Mm Mm-hmm. He While he's in prison. He trusted. Exactly. He trusted the Lord. He, and depended he trusted on. the word that he said, and he depended upon him. He bore his name. He said, and this shall turn to my salvation. What I'm going through, this shall turn to my salvation. And salvation, in this case, is not deliverance. Mm-mm. Go ahead. He said, this shall turn to my safety. <laughs> he said, I won't be safe even in this. He said, you know what? He said, you know why I'm going to be safe even in this? He said, because if I am still in prison and this is where I die, or they release me, I will be safe in the arms of my Savior. Either way, he said, this trial and this tribulation is going to turn for my salvation. It's going to turn. It's going to turn, Celeste, for my safety. He said, if this flesh peel off of me and die, it's going to turn for my salvation. He said, and not only because I trust in God, here is, the, here, is, here is the main thing. He said, but through your prayers, the body of Christ. Yep. He said, through your prayer. Mm-hmm. Yep. That's what he said. He said, through your prayer. He said, because the people and, and Philippians, they love Paul. They loved him so that when, see, they won't like some of us in the body of Christ. When they said they're going to pray. They're going to pray. They pray the effectual prayer Pop that pill. a bell of much. That's right. They were the first one that invented a bell of much. Dynamic and is working. See, because their love was genuine. Amen. Amen. See, see, when I was speaking, you just make all kinds of faces. I mean, see, their love was genuine. Their love, it says that they, they petitioned supplication with a genuine heart towards, towards their brethren. Right. Not only that he would be free, but whether he was freed or not, that he would be safe mm. in the salvation of the Lord. What a prayer. They knew the work and the labor that Apostle Paul did. So when they had heard that he was in prison, right away, 
all of the entire body of Christ that knew Paul prayed on, on his behalf. And he said while he's in jail, he said within himself, I know you're praying for me, body. I feel your prayers. See, see, it's one thing to feel up for a person to say they're praying for you, but to actually call the person up and say, you know what, V? I felt you praying for me today. See, because see, that is a love, a genuine prayer of supplication. That person went down in prayer, I mean, it, as if it was themselves going through what he was going through because they are the body of Christ. Amen. Mm-mm-mm. See, wouldn't you? He said, this is why when you grieve, I grieve. That's right. When you're going through, Celeste, I'm going through. See, but we, we don't feel that way. He said, your love is not genuine. Mm-hmm. Meaning your love has no push. It has no pressure to push prayer. <laughs> See, we say, I love you. But do you love me? Does God place on your heart throughout the week what I'm going through? And do you in a genuine heart? Because first of all, you have to be living righteous to pray for me. So don't say that you're praying, you're living contrary to the word of God. So you got to be righteous. He, he hears the prayers of the righteous only. Mm-mm. See, Paul heard the prayers of the righteous. He said, he said, because of your prayers, he said, I know this concern. <laughs> See, it's one thing, God, that you know when we you call and you said, Oh, I know, I know if I could just get through this line and I could touch a believer. See, it's one thing to say you believe, but no, but if I could touch a believer, a one that I know goes before God and is his presence, if I could make contact with the believer. Mm-mm-mm. Touch in anything and agree. Oh, I know this prayer is already answered. I know my, this situation has turned and I know my salvation is not. Okay, I see. He said, in the, in the supply of the spirit of Christ. See, now. Your prayers, the body of Christ's prayers, brings on the supply of Holy Spirit. See, see, you need strength now. You need encouragement. My prayers now bring on Holy Spirit to supply you with all your needs. This is why he says you never cease in praying. Cease not. That's right. Cease not. And see, the prayers of the righteous, it prevaileth much. See, we hear it, but we don't understand it. Because the righteous, those in right standing with God, those that know God, those who are in the presence of God, those who are holy and separated, apart, consecrated people. Oh, they can get it through. He said it's. Brings it yields tremendous power, dunamis. Dynamic, dynamic. Pastor, it is working. It's explosive. It's a nuclear bomb. It's a warhead when you pray. Come on, y'all. Y'all ain't understand. Y'all ain't praying. Y'all ain't ready to pray. God want us to actually see. This brings about an increase of the supply of Holy Spirit. See, the flowing now of Holy Spirit is coming, and you grow. Always pray. You grow. You start to grow. You start to develop in the knowledge of God through the prayers of the saints. Thanks. Oh, my Lord Jesus Christ. You know, I, I can't thank take you. This, oh. I can't take this. This is my time. God wants increase in his kingdom. He wants you to have power. He wants you to have influence. He wants you to have visible ability. He wants you to be recognized. <laughs> See, <laughs> It's no longer for you to be hit. He wants you to be recognized. Hello. <laughs> All right. He, he wants you to be one among the believers. The oneness. He wants you to experience the fullness of the Holy Spirit. He wants now to be a release of the Holy Spirit in your life. He wants you to be, position yourself properly in the body. <laughs> Stop running. He wants you to position yourself Properly 
as the leg. If you're the leg, position yourself there and be jointly fit That's right. with the body of Christ. Mm-mm. He wants you to have forward motion and increase. Prosperous. He wants you to increase in your finances. He wants you to see when the Holy Spirit comes, He brings increase in every area of your life. life. How do we make our supply of the Spirit available? You do this by stepping out when He speaks. See, when you step out, when you obey, it makes the supply of Holy Spirit available. So when you don't obey, the supply of Holy Spirit is not available to you, which means power is not available to you, what you need. which means you're weak, which means that you're feeble, can't which move. means that you are likely prey for the enemy. Yeah, can't move that weight. Exactly, and having no ability because you have no gracing from God. Mm-hmm. Um, Pastor, go ahead. <laughs> and, and you run from the pressure. Mm-hmm. You run from the pressure. The pressure is there to help build you inwardly. Told y'all that on Friday, right? Okay. You have to do what you see yourself doing. You have to do what you see yourself doing. Go ahead. See, the enemy, he's even taken our foresight away from us. You, You can't see yourself doing nothing else more than what you're doing. So that's what you're doing. Mm-hmm. So when you allow Holy Spirit to allow you to see, I gave um, a real experience. The 15% increase at my job, I saw that. I saw 15% increase. I went to my boss, 15% increase. But before I went, I prepared myself. I made it to be justified because God told me that. So if you don't act on what God shows you, you can't receive then and make available the supply. Well, hold on. Tell them, make sure you tell them that in that season they were not giving out. Yeah. Uh, Well, first of all, the structure of HR is that you don't get any more than the max is 10% at one given time. So that's the rule of HR at ODU. But I said... No, I am justified for 15%. I said, go back to HR. See, then the, then the Holy Spirit give you a spirit of boldness. She told her boss that, y'all. <laughs> yeah, I told my boss that. Don't, I, okay, I ain't going to say that. I'm going to tell him I'm going to try that. <laughs> Got to be just. See, but you have to have, you have to have integrity the whole time. See there? You have to have a character, a godly character. You have to have an initiative, do more than what you asked. Because it's not unto and the no people, attitude. it's unto God. And no attitude. See, that's what justified me. My character. Same character throughout the years. And I've been there for 25 years, 26 years. And for every five years, I've had a promotion and increase and also retroactive pay. And at one given time, I was given an increase of $14,000 at one time. See, uh, see. See, you got to see yourself. Because I said, it's time for me to be promoted. I said. There you go. I don't need no boss to tell me. I know what I'm doing. I know when I need to be promoted. (laughs) (laughs) And I know when to ask for one because I know I'm justified. See, but you have to create and develop a person of character, of a godly character. See, you define your label, child oh, of God. Oh, that's really good. You don't allow the world and people around you on your job to define you. Yes. See, and this is what happens in school sometimes. They define you as a, a, a troubled kid. You this and that. You're in trouble. So as soon as you do that, it's hard to get that label off of you. So you have to define yourself, child of God. Amen. So when I'm asking ODU for the promotion. I'm not asking ODU. I'm simply claiming what God says is already mine. Well, all promotion comes from him. And you are just the vessel that have to give it to me. That have to give it to me. 
see, that have to give it to me. I'm not going in there wishing. I'm going in there commanding. See, when, when you know who you are, you can actually live that. But if you're faking that who you are, you can't live that because it's not really you. Who are you? You're supposed to be a child of God. Wow, I'm going to end it. Wow. Oh, man. Okay, I'm going to end it. <laughs> I'm going to end it. I'm going to end it right now. We have to know that Holy Spirit is the door. He's your access door for your development, for your growth, for your success, for the things. Because he said, seek my kingdom, and all these things will be added. He is your door. He's your access door for all that you need. You're not your own door. <laughs> your spouse is not your own door. And he's asking today that you allow him to actually take full responsibility of your life because he's been called one alongside you to co-labor with you, to guide you, to teach you, to bring you wisdom, instruction, insight. And I love it. Pastor, he says, I got a revelation. This. He said, I leave you my peace. Not the peace of the world, but my peace. He said, I'm, I'm going, Mr. Al. He said, I have to leave, but when I leave, I won't leave you comfortless. I will send to you the comforter. He said, I will send you my peace. Yet again, he's coming himself, but he's leaving. This functionality I got of Jesus, the incarnation, the word, is leaving. But I'm coming back as the comforter. I'm coming back as your peace. Your peace. See, sorry, he says, I don't leave you with the peace of this world, Celeste. He said, but I'm coming. Peace. He said, I'm coming. Peace. He said, peace is coming to you. I am peace. I'm coming to you. Uh, see, this is why it shouldn't be uh, any days where I, I, things feel all crazy and I can't get it together and I'm overwhelmed and God I don't know what to do. He said, he said, because when I leave, I'm coming in another function. That's right. He said, I'm coming in the function of peace. Not the peace of this world. He said, this is not a worldly word. He said, I'm coming as empowerment of peace. Nothing missing, nothing broken, friendly, nothing lacking. So anytime that we feel that we, we can't handle things, he said, I'm here. The Call empowerment of peace is inside of you. Call upon me. He <laughs> won't do it. I was asking as I was putting together the message, I was walking, I was in the uh, garage at ODU, and I'm walking down the steps, and I'm like, God, this is such a hard topic. I said, Holy Spirit, I said, because it's like we really don't know you, and it's hard to really describe you. Because when Pat was saying nothing, it's nothing, it's like, it's another definition. Nothing is really, when you try to define God, it's, it's nothing, but it's everything. That's right. So when you try, because in the beginning, which he had no beginning, mm -hmm. but he always exists. So how do, you, how do you even grasp a hold of that? And I'm walking down the steps, and as I'm walking, I said, so I want to really this experience. I experience you, and that's another question. Have you experienced Holy Spirit? I don't mean the chills. I, I don't mean I thought he said something. I mean that you know, as Paul said. He said, I know for sure that he spoke to me. 
See, when I was at work, I'm going to give you some experience. I'm real life experience. Before we got married, I was at work, and I'm just working. I've told this before. I'm, a, I'm at the computer, so let's see. This is the favor of God. This is what happens when you really live a day-to-day with the Holy Spirit. And I don't have to guess if this, he's actually talking, but this is him because I, he's in me. He said, this temple is my holy temple, your body. He said, I'm holy, therefore you have to be holy. Because that's where I dwell. He said, I'm, I come to dwell in my temple. And what's not holy, he lifts up because he can't live in. This is why he said, still yet, I'm with you, but I'm not in you. Because I can't dwell in anything that's not holy. So I'm sitting at the job doing it. I'm on the computer. And at that time, we had no funds for a wedding. No funds available. So I'm there, da-da-da-da. Holy Spirit says, but it came throughout a word. See, Holy Spirit is experienced through his word. He's experienced through his word. He's experienced through worship. See, but we got to get it, we got to get it right. It's not by my feelings. Mm-mm. It's a knowing Amen. in my worship. It's not by my crying. It's a knowing that he's dwelling inside of me. See, I could feel. He said, be I still could, and know. I could, pass, I, could, I could feel his love. I could feel his power. I could feel eternity inside of me. Amen. I could feel Holy Spirit. I was very aware that he's living inside of me. Amen. See, we're, we're losing the awareness of Holy Spirit. So as he's talking, he says, he says this. Go to the mall and pick out your ring. I'm saying, first of all, I have no money. Of course, he knows this. Then he says, go now. Okay, I'm not going to tell him again I don't have any money. He knows this. I said, well, okay, I can't just get off of work. I just got here. Go now. Okay, okay, I'm going now. Go to my boss. Literally, it is probably 10 minutes to 9. I really just got there at 8 o'clock. And I said, I need to, can I take my lunch break now? I need to, I got something to take care of, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, go ahead and leave. So I'm going. As I'm in the car, okay, if this is you, Holy Spirit. And then he says, test him. He says this, try him. And so I said, if this is you, which mall do you want me to go to? Because this wasn't my idea this morning. See, but these are the conversations that you should, a real live conversation with the Holy Spirit. And so, he tell me military circles, not one of the places that I normally go often. Don't go at all, actually. Uh, so, okay, I'm going. Years ago, years ago. I'm going there, and then I'm just going from place to place. I said, well, again, I'm saying, if this is you, if this is you, then which store? And I'm even trying to be smart, get smart with the Holy Spirit. All sarcastic. Okay, he did. He did. He said, turn around behind you. I turned around behind me. There was a sign that said, 60% off all jewelry plus an additional 20. Today only. Today only. (laughs) 80%. Okay. I mean. I had that money. I called. I said, babe, look. I can handle that. You got to come quick. I know it's 80% off, and it's only the day you have to come. But that was just the start of it. So I said, you know, so I took it all the way through the whole wedding. You're with me, Holy Spirit, right? Lo, you're with me always. I said, so, okay, this is the ring. I said, well, if I'm not paying full price for stuff, I said, well, I declare I don't, I don't pay full price for nothing. So I got a call. Didn't call nobody. Girlfriend called me. I want to know, would it be all right if I pay for your reception? Will it be all right? Come on in. Sure. Then, actually, she started with the cake. 
Wouldn't it be all right if I paid for your wedding cake? Yes, it started with that. That was $400. Sure. Then her husband called. Wouldn't it be all right if we paid for your entire reception? Man, yeah, God already told me, but come on, do it. <laughs> then she said, well, let me. I want to go get my dress. Dress was $600. I said, well, no, I don't want to pay for that. So we went back and forth. $300 to pay for the dress. Then she went to go buy my shoes. I, I'm telling you, I didn't pay for anything except the dress and to get my hair done. She bought me two pair of shoes because the pair I couldn't decide on which pair I wanted. <laughs> I, see, I'm, I'm just saying, whole, but that that started money with knowing the voice of Holy Spirit, having a complete conversation with Him. Do you hear me? See, we're waiting on. It's not about an increase or how I'm going to do it, this and that. He know you don't have it. He said, but he has all things. I'm gonna get, I just have to get you to the man for thee and the people for your life. Then when we got there, because we had so many people, you know, people show up that not really invited, ran out of food. And so they brought in more food, and caterer didn't even charge us. Replenished everything, and they didn't even charge us. I only had to pay for my tux. He just paid for his tux. That's it. See, see we're Praise waiting on, you're waiting on you to do it. You're trying to figure out how can you do it. You just need to obey. We just need to obey. And that's just stepping out when God told me, he said, he said, right now. And he's done that through my life numerous of times. But I won't share all of those stories with you, but I do want to share them later with you because he is warning, you know, he's shared some things, warning. Uh, it's not in visions. He's actually just spoke to me. Uh, that's kind of the way he kind of deals with me. Some people have visions. Some people have dreams. I do have some dreams, but mostly he just speaks just like I'm talking to you. And this is what we should be experiencing. And this is what he wants you to do. So this is about, and has been about, Really increasing your supply of Holy Spirit, the Christ of Spirit. Amen. Pray that the word of God has really reached your heart. I pray that Holy Spirit becomes real to you. I pray that everything that the enemy has said over your life is null and void. I appropriate the blood of Christ over your life, over your possession, over the things that God says is yours, over what your own thoughts are, things that you can't have. I pray that you have an open mind for fullness of the Holy Spirit so you can really see your whole purpose, your destiny, your business, your contracts, your brand new home, even just your spiritual development and love for God. Amen. Amen. Glory to the most high God. Hallelujah. Did y'all get fed today or what? Oh, man, we got testimonies. The faith should be rising. Uh, man, we're going to have yesterday's teaching up soon from Diane. Uh, if you haven't had a chance, the last three of the teachings on the Holy Spirit are up on the website. Please go. Please share. Please like. You know, do what you need to do so we can get this thing out, right? Oh, man, this has been a wonderful time uh, with my family today. How y'all feel? I feel so good. Amen, amen.